Hi, this is Paul Hansen, the host of Boston Radio. This is the third segment of the 11th edition. We've got Will Ray from the Helicasters on the line. And let's listen to a little bit more Will, and then we'll pick up where we left off talking to him. So, Will, how did you meet Jerry Donahue, the uh, other founding member of the Hellcasters? Um, in L.A., the country scene is not really huge in L.A., so you, you keep running into same guys over yeah. and over again. So yeah. I would just keep running into him, and we became good friends. The same way with John Jorgensen, you know. Mm-hmm. He first started out playing at Disneyland. Oh, ah, really? Doing a bluegrass-type thing. Uh, in uh-huh. He would wind up at the Palomino a lot, playing with different people. John has really long hair, right? Yeah. It, somebody told me once, if you had long hair, you couldn't work at Disneyland. I'm not sure, <laughs> and that's true. It could be that he had his hair up underneath a, a hat or something. I don't know <laughs> how he worked that. But you're right. You know, Disneyland <laughs> has a have certain criteria you yeah. have to meet, and that's one of them. So, hey, let's go back to when you first started out. Were your parents musical when you... When you're growing up, uh, they weren't really musical. But my, I had three brothers and and a sister, mm-hmm. and they were all fairly musical. And m- my mom got us all, I think, piano lessons. And I always tell people I became a, a musician in spite of piano lessons as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Was it country music that first you got into? No, I was first a attracted really to um, folk. You know, I had an older brother, Gaylord, and he really uh, played a lot of Peter, Paul, and Mary. Bob Dylan was coming out around the same time. Mm -hmm. And the whole folk thing was really taken off big time. And and I was still a kid and just, I was gluing together model airplanes and model ships and stuff. But I would be listening to this music, which would be permeating, you know, throughout the house into my ears. Mm-hmm. And and I just picked up a lot of it from that, and a lot of early rock and roll with Elvis, too, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, eventually, when the Beatles finally came out, the oh, Beatles, yeah. Beatles kind of changed everything, you know. No it's kind of like life before the Beatles, you know, pre-Beatles, and then life <laughs> after the Beatles. After they came out, all of a sudden, rock and roll just took off and started running. Oh, and yeah. You were either going to get on the rock and roll train or you were going to be left behind at the station. Yep. <laughs> and all of us got on the train and uh-huh. rode as far as we could. In fact, I, I bought a Buck Owens album. Oh, really? Because the Beatles used to do some of his songs, you know, like Act Naturally. Oh, yeah. And I remember I put it on and I ripped that, that sucker off the turntable after... <laughs> about four or five songs. I just couldn't stand it, and I put it back in the 
the case. And I, I didn't listen to it again for about 15 years. And then later on, you know, uh-huh. sometime in the 70s, I started pulling it out, and I just loved it. Yeah. I said, wow, why, huh. why didn't I like this when I was a kid? Because it was, it, you know, your taste uh-huh. changed. And it's really a, it was a very cool album. And it, uh-huh. I was going through a country phase kind of in the, the mid-70s, and that, that's when I got hooked on, on country music and, oh, man. And, and trying to sound like a pedal steel guitar. There weren't a lot of pedal steel players, so if you could emulate sounding like a pedal steel guitar, you could get more work, you know. And that's kind of the stuff that, that you do with the B-bender and the slide. Is it's Exactly. Very exactly. pedal steel. All of that is just my way of, of trying to be a, you know, oh. a... Uh, pedal steel guy. Cheap. <laughs> I, I'm just really... Uh, trying to be a cheap little uh, steel player. You know? <laughs> well, the cool thing, cool thing about the electric guitar is it's a visual instrument. You know, people can watch what you're doing. Pedal steel guys have this mystery kind of thing that they're doing up there on a t- you know, table, and you can never quite see, unless you get those overhead shots. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it looks so complicated to me. Yeah. Someone gave me a pedal steel once, and I had to give it back. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> it's too complicated. Yeah, I've tried it. You get all these pedals going, and you can screw up pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you record guitars, do you have any favorite techniques, miking techniques, or do you ever go direct? Oh, last, I would say, six or eight years. I've gone direct most of the time. Really? You know. What I do is I start with clean sounds through a modeling amp that they have built in, and mm-hmm. And then I just progressively make it a little dirtier and make that another preset. And, mm-hmm. and that way I just start clean, and as I do some different presets going up, they get a little dirtier and mm-hmm. dirtier. And I'm going to plug Boss right now. The Boss GT8 is one of the best direct recording boxes I've ever used. Have you ever tried that? The closest I've got, I have a, a Boss MEX. Oh, the old yeah. multi-effects. Now Boss makes the ME50 and also the new ME20. Mm-hmm. Hey, you do chicken picking. I first heard Steve Morris doing that. And also you do a lot of picking where you use the regular flat pick in your fingers. Yeah, it's, it's called hybrid picking. Hybrid, yep. Where, um, and I got it from people like Danny Gatton mm-hmm. would do it and, and also Roy Buchanan. Danny Gatton was a real master of it where, you know, you would hold a pick with your on your right hand with between your thumb and your first finger, then you would use your uh, second and third fingers for doing stuff. Uh-huh. And I use that quite a bit for chicken picking because uh-huh. what chicken picking is to me is inserting uh, what I call ghost notes. Oh, yeah. Where instead of just, you know, like you go, yeah. you know, something like that. First time I ever heard that, at Jimmy Page... On let's see, live and love and made. He goes danka 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 down. Right, and it's the same principle, more or less. You know, and the refinements you can do to it. For me, the the general principle of it is, you have a ghost note that comes before another note, which is a muted note. Is just note. It's mm-hmm. just another string that's usually plucked lightly with the pick, mm-hmm. but it's muted so that you just get a, a thump kind of thing, and right. then. It's followed immediately by maybe one of your fingers plucking a regular note on the guitar. It's a muted note that comes in front of a regular note. It's more percussive 
than anything else, you know. It, it just adds to the rhythm more than it actually adds to the music part. And people can check out your videos and probably the upcoming ones you're doing. Exactly. So, hey, I've got one more song. This has a little bit of uh, chicken picking in it. This is called Mr. Natural. And we actually heard a little bit of this at the beginning of this segment. Which album is this one on, Will? Uh, this is on the Hell 3 New Axis to Grind. Okay, I just picked an excerpt that had some really super cool... Well, the whole thing is just great guitar playing, but we'll check check this out. chicken picking in there <laughs> uh do you have any tips for guys out there practicing do you ever use drum machines for practicing oh absolutely i think anything you can use that makes it more fun to practice is good mm -hmm. and i have a on the helicasters website and on my own website which is willray.biz i have a couple of cds that are backing track cds and they're really fun to play, too. I saw those. You know, yeah. I think, uh, you know, when I was starting out, I made my own backing tracks up with just a cassette, you know. I would use, like, a early-style drum machine and just yeah. play some rhythm to uh, some of my favorites, Grateful Dead and Allman Brothers tunes, you oh, know. Oh, yeah, Allman you know, Brothers, man. Kind of laying a, a bed for about five minutes of, of rhythm for me to jam over top of. It's really handy for working out licks. And that's what the jam tracks do. They they allow you to have a bed of chords and and rhythm and, and everything. Absolutely. Where you can just concentrate on working a lookout in different keys and different feels and stuff. You know, ah, that's the way you get mileage mm -hmm. out of a lick. So practicing with rhythm tracks and drum machines and, and just a plug for Boss Boss makes the best drum machines. If you want to have very accurate playing Get yourself a, a good drum machine and just practice uh -huh. to those kind of rhythms because I think in the long run it'll get you pointed in the right direction for the real world. Right. You can hear where the backbeats are and you can... Exactly. Yeah, you can play you, off you the know, drums. You get used to the kick mm -hmm. and the snare where they fall and rhythms and everything and yep. the hi-hat. And, you know, it just, it just prepares you for the real world. Hey, Wilt... Thank you very much for coming on the show here. I really appreciate it. I've really it. enjoyed it, Paul. Good. Maybe I'll see you at Winter Nam or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I'll be out there in Anaheim. Good. I'll drop in wherever you are. I'll look you up. 
Sounds good, Paul. Okay, thanks again, and uh, I'll talk to you later. All right, you take care. All right, well, bye. Bye-bye. That's it for the uh, 11th edition of Boston Radio. Special thanks to Will Ray for coming on the show. Hey, remember, you can email me and us boss guys at askboss at bossus.com. So if you have a question or comment, be sure to leave your name and where you're from, and we may even answer your question on the show. Underneath us, we're listening to the Hellcasters. Again, this is Danger Man. Please remember, you can find out more about Cool Boss Gear at BossUS.com. Paul Hansen saying, until next time, hasta la vista, baby. (laughs) 